In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus, we thank you and we praise you for the gift of the Eucharist. Your body and blood, soul and divinity. We thank you for wanting to be here with us this morning. We thank you for your desire to heal us, not only to forgive our sins, but to take away and to heal the effects of sin in our lives, even to heal our infirmities. Lord, we believe. We believe that you are the divine physician. Please increase our faith. I'd like to read from Psalm 103, verses 2 to 3 and 19. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. The Lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rules over all. His kingdom rules over all. And when he came on the scene, when he began his public ministry, he said, the kingdom of God is at hand. The time of fulfillment is now. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. He was saying to everybody, redemption is here. Salvation is here. It is at hand. It's so close you can touch it. I am the savior of the world. I have come to take away the sins of the world. I've come to reconcile you with God and with one another. So let me read here from Mark 5. And when Jesus had crossed again in the boat to the other side, a great crowd gathered about him, and he was beside the sea. Then came one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name, and seeing him, he fell at his feet and begged him, saying, My little daughter is at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her so that she may be made well and live. And he went with him. Notice that he approached with faith, with confidence. Please feel free to be seated. Uh, Of course, you can still kneel, but I don't want you to feel like you have to kneel the whole time. You might get pretty tired. And a great crowd followed him and thronged about him. And there was a woman who had had a flow of blood for 12 years and who had suffered much under many physicians and had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. Sounds like desperation to me. 
It's a good definition of desperation right there. She had heard the reports about Jesus and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if I touch even his garments, I shall be made well. And immediately the hemorrhage ceased and she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. And Jesus, perceiving in himself that power had gone forth from him, immediately turned about in the crowd and said, Who touched my garments? And his disciples said to him, You see the crowd pressing around you, and yet you say, Who touched me? And he looked around to see who had done it. But the woman, knowing what it had been done to her, came in fear and trembling and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. So Lord, we believe, please increase our faith. And as I've been praying for people the last, as I said, couple years now, I recognize in many people, especially Catholics, a hesitation to pray for healing. And perhaps one of the greatest hesitations is, well, what if I'm not healed? What if I'm not healed? Well, I would just say to that, God wants to heal us all. And it's true that the ultimate healing will happen when we get to heaven. Because <laughs> even Lazarus, who was, who was raised from the dead, had to die. <laughs> so I think we have to go back to what I was first saying this morning about why Jesus performed signs and wonders. So that we would believe. So that we would believe. And I have to admit that it is somewhat of a mystery. Does everyone I pray for get healed? No. No, I wish I could say yes. But, <laughs> but nevertheless, we pray with faith. We pray with expectation. We pray with hope. We pray with love. And that's one thing that encounter taught us, that when you pray for healing with love, you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. Because we believe that God always touches people. And sometimes God's going after something that's beyond just the physical healing. I've heard people give testimony of how they were praying for something that was physically wrong with them. And as they prayed, and as they kept asking for prayer from different people at different times, they didn't give up. They realized, because they took it to prayer, God was wanting something to change in their hearts. And he wanted something to change in their minds. And at least one story that I know of, when this woman brought that to prayer, when she repented of the way that she was seeing things, not the way that God would see them, then she got her, her, her healing. Her eyes were healed in this particular case. 
So God doesn't want us to get discouraged. He wants us to persevere in praying and asking with the understanding that he is the Lord of life and history. He is the divine physician who heals us in every way. As we like to say at Encounter, there's always more. There's always more. There's more to know about God. There's more to experience. And so we should limit the scope of what God is doing and what he wants to do. Even though something that we want to happen may not be happening in that moment, trust that God is at work. Probably the the classic example of this is the disciples on the road to Emmaus after the resurrection. They were walking side by side with Jesus and didn't even recognize him. And I think one of the reasons for that is because they were so focused on what didn't happen the way they wanted it to happen, the way they expected it to happen. They were hoping for a political Messiah, but that wasn't Jesus' plan. That wasn't God's will. And they were so discouraged that they couldn't even recognize Jesus who was right beside them. And we're all, you know, I'll raise my hand, right? (laughs) We can all be guilty of that. We can all be guilty of that. We want something to happen in a a certain way at a certain time. And when it's not happening the way we want it to happen, (sighs) you know, it's like the whole world's falling apart. All hail King Jesus. That was the opening song I, I played for us here today. All hail King Jesus. He's the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He's the Lord of your life. He's the Lord of history. He's got a good plan for all of us. We are his sons and daughters. And he wants us all to thrive. He wants us all to grow healthy and strong in love. In love, in faith and hope and love. But love is what remains, and love is what we're called for. It's what we're called to. And as we encounter the love of God, we are transformed. We are transformed. And so I would say to you then as well that your healing doesn't depend on whether or not you're worthy. Because who's worthy? We come before the Lord, poor in spirit, humble pilgrims. We're all needy. We all depend on God. We depend on on his love for everything. Without God, we can do nothing. He told the, the apostles that at the Last Supper. I don't know if we really take them seriously. <laughs> it's hard to take them seriously, maybe, because we don't want to admit that we need God sometimes. But again, we can pray that our, our image of God would be healed. 
and restored and perfected. So that we realize that God doesn't hold anything against us. We're all sinners, but he doesn't hold that against us. But rather when we approach him and when we ask for forgiveness, when we ask for his favor, his blessing, his healing, that gets him excited. He loves to bless us. He loves to love us. He loves to be with us. Let me just read from John chapter 15 since I mentioned it. So it's John 15, verse 5. 15, 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Whoa. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So Lord, we believe. Help our unbelief. Help us to trust in you. Please renew our minds. Please heal our hearts. Increase our faith. Help our unbelief. He wants you all to know that he loves you deeply and that you are good. That you are good. No matter how you might feel, no matter what quote unquote might be wrong with you physically, emotionally, psychologically, he still, want, he still wants you to know that you are fundamentally a very good person because he made you and he saw that you were very good. It says in the book of Genesis, when God created us. He wants you to know that you are a very good person. He thinks that you are a very good person. And he wants you to come into agreement with that. He wants you to come into agreement with that. So can I invite all of you to do a little activation with me, we say, to make an act of faith with me. I'm just going to invite you to repeat after me, okay? In the name of Jesus. I believe that I am a very good person. In the name of Jesus. I believe that God thinks that I'm a very good person. And he loves me just for who I am. Just the way I am. Amen. And I think when we know that, and it may not feel true to you, but I'm telling you, the more that you make acts of faith like that, and the more you make acts of faith in God's goodness, the more he will confirm that for you. And as I said, that's the Holy Spirit's job to confirm that for you, to help you experience it for yourself. So I'll close with this. It's a prayer that I like to pray over people, over groups especially. It's a prayer that Paul himself prayed, St. Paul. 
He prayed for the Ephesians in this way. He wrote it, but I'll speak it over you. This is from Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15 and following. For this reason, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know experientially what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power in us who believe, according to the working of his great might, which he accomplished in Christ when he raised him from the dead and made him sit at his right hand in the heavenly places. So whenever Paul talks about knowledge like he did, whenever he talks about knowing Christ Jesus, he's not just talking about intellectual knowledge, but experiential knowledge so that it will feel true to you that you are known, that you are loved, that you are cared for, that you are seen, that you are cherished, and that he is good and tender and understanding. He knows where you've been. He knows where you are right here today. But he also knows how he wants to lead you, how he wants to heal you, how he wants to bless you, how he wants to help you grow in love. In other words, how he wants his life to grow in you because he is with you. You're all temples of the Holy Spirit. You're all temples of God. Your dignity, your worth, your value as a human person is intrinsic to who you are, not to what you do or to what you have. But it's who you are in him and through him and with him. That's where our value comes from. That's our identity, we would say. That's our identity. That's your identity in Christ. So he tells us who we are. He has defined us by his love, by his will. We are, we exist, and he holds us in existence. And we have access to the Father now because of Jesus. And that allows us to do the works of God and even greater ones than he did is what Jesus said would happen. If we kept reading here in John 14 earlier, which I will not finish. John 14, 12. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who believes in me will also do the works that I do. Another promise. Just saying. 
And greater works than these will he do because I go to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, I will do it, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Well, Heavenly Father, we are asking you today in the name of Jesus for healing to happen here. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask for bodies to be healed here today, for infirmities to be gone, to be healed, for pain to be relieved, for sight and mobility and hearing and mental awareness and acuity to be restored. And we pray for minds to be renewed and hearts to be healed. We pray that we would all grow in our true identity today as your sons and daughters. Amen.